Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. Not much news this week. Um, well, not much news we wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. This is why I kind of brought it up. Sony is working with Squaresoft to produce a TV series based off of Final Fantasy XIV, which is their most recent MMO game. Mm. I've played Final Fantasy XIV. I have it for the PS4 and for my PC. And then I have the first expansion for the PS4 as well. And it's it's fun. It's a really good game. Um, I go, I'd go as far is that as the one where Is that the one where one of the uh, mods or something is that you can uh, fly around on a fat chocobo and you have yeah, your yeah. cake mm -hmm. in front of him to make him fly yeah. or cabbage to make him run? In the last area of the last of the uh, <clears throat> of the um, first expansion, you were um, your certain mounts could fly. Uh, I had the magic tech armor. Um, I got that mount and that could fly. And then also your chocobo could also fly. But if you had the fat chocobo, like running around in order to make the fat chocobo move, you dangled a um a gistel green, which is like a cabbage. Yeah, it's uh. they call it a gistel green because that's the food they feed. Uh. They feed them in that world. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm eyeing Toby because he's sitting sleeping right next to my laptop, and now his tail is brushing the keyboard. And every once in a while, he'll hit his tail hard enough to where it hits a key. So uh, hopefully it doesn't mess anything up. I've got to make some more room for him here because he enjoys sleeping in the sunlight, and this is the one spot where he can sleep in it. But anyways, um, so you make him run by dangling that in front of him. Well, in that, in the last area, you can make him fly, but you have to dangle, you end up dangling a piece of cake in front of him and he wants yes. it so badly, he starts flying for it. I, yeah, I, I remember uh -huh. the animation. He's desperate for that cake to the point where he, he wants fly it so bad. Yes. Mm -hmm. I may end up resubscribing here in the near future just because there's a bunch of new content, um, okay. but I don't know. It really depends on content versus time. But anyway, um, as I was saying, it might be my favorite Final Fantasy game after six. Mm. It's just incredible what they've done with that game. It, it's awesome. I absolutely adore it. Um, so anyways, I'm kind of interested to see what Sony does with it. It might end up being on Sony's, um, cause Sony is making their own Netflix competition right now. Um, that's like, they purchased Sony owns Funimation and stuff like that. That's why Funimation is no longer with, or they purchased the parent company that has Funimation or whatever. I forget how it broke down, but that's why Funimation was no longer with, um, with, uh, Crunchyroll. Yes. Thank you. Crunchyroll. Um, that's why that partnership broke up after a couple of years, wow. um, ended well, but yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of interested in seeing where that go, well, seeing where that goes. Okay. And, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's it for the news. Let's just jump right into three episodes in. And this being July and this being our first theme month, we wanted to go ahead and uh, tackle Americans in anime. Um, and uh, I decided to go ahead and throw you right into the middle of it all. Just uh, <laughs> force you to skip the first two arcs for uh, or series for uh, for this show and throw you right in in, in arc three or season two. 
Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders. And I'll go ahead and read uh, the synopsis uh, from Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think this is from Crunchyroll. I think I got this from Wikipedia. That's right. It's because Crunchyroll didn't have the synopsis for... for uh, yeah, the Crunchyroll this. synopsis didn't break it down from season to season. It, it yeah. had the full it had a synopsis for the entire series. Yeah. And so, yeah. go ahead. So, this is it for uh, season two, um, arc three or series three, however you want to go ahead and, and define it. But this is, the, this is what Wikipedia has to say about Stardust Crusaders. Set in 1987... The series follows Jotaro Kujo and his comrades who have developed mysterious powers known as stands. Jotaro, his grandfather Joseph St Jostar, and their allies travel to Egypt in search of the evil and immortal vampire Dio Brando, now known solely as Dio, to save Jotaro's mother, Holly, whose stand has awakened and threatens to consume her in 50 days. Meanwhile, Dio has commissioned a number of assassins with various types of deadly stands to destroy them before they can reach him. Right. All right. Well, let's get right that, into it. That, uh, that basically uh, sums up the entire first three episodes right there. Yeah, so yeah, next really week. <laughs> yeah. No, uh -uh, you're not getting <laughs> out of this. I want us to start off with what was your gut reaction to just just gut reaction to first watching this show with just its abrasive intensity is probably the best way to describe it. The thing is, this is, doesn't give me a primary reaction to it because it has been used so much in AMV hell clips. There's also so many memes of it and stuff like that. Yes. Um, oh, my gut reaction. Uh, I didn't give this show enough of a chance, the chance it deserved. Um, I mean, it's the 4th of July. The, the day we're recording this is the 4th of July. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I didn't have enough of a chance to sit down and enjoy it quietly. Mm -hmm. And so, this, I didn't give it a chance. That's my problem. Of, of this show right here? Yeah, because I watched the first, first episode and a half of it and then it got to be too late last night mm -hmm. when we usually record and so we pushed recording over to uh middle of the day thursday this will still mm -hmm. drop friday or at least it should mm -hmm. um but uh mm. this shows <sighs> this show is what a lot of people think anime is <laughs> I'm going to need you to go ahead and describe that. <laughs> you're, you're not getting away with something like that. I need you to go ahead and describe it. Ah, uh, putting me on the spot here. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is ridiculous and silly and crazy and over the top in all the possible ways. It's a beautiful ballet of absurdness is what I kind of like to describe jojo's bizarre adventure as and i love it um yeah okay so let's just go ahead and get right into it um starts off with uh the main character of this series uh jotaro uh -huh. um also known as jojo because they always like you've got jonathan joestar then you've got joseph joestar both of them are jojos and then you've got jotaro kujo and so the first and last name always have a Joe sound in it. So they always just end up calling the protagonist Jojo. Get this. There is 
uh, th- somebody discovered a uh, a wiki or something about John Wick. Oh dear! And apparently, Wick is an alias, and his real mm-hmm. last name starts with a J O. So John Wick is technically a JoJo. Jeez. Well, that's that describes why he's just an unstoppable killing force. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, so so getting into the first episode. Getting into the first episode, it starts off with JoJo in prison, and uh, his mother Holly uh, is speaking with these police officers. And pretty much the very first thing she asks is, "How many people did he kill?" Yes. And apologizing on his behalf. Uh huh. Dramatically, loudly, in -hmm. the middle of the police station. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, And she, uh, anyways, she, uh, like, they say, no, 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 he didn't kill anybody, but I just like the fact that she just, Holly knows the strength of her son right off the bat. (laughs) Like, she knows how strong her son is. And if he's in prison, it's likely he probably killed someone this time. <laughs> uh, but she probably. then, she th- they then go to the holding cells. Um, uh, <laughs> are you sure it wasn't just holding? Because I learned that's a lot different from prison. <laughs> but they go to the holding cells and she, uh, she nah, runs man, ahead we were of the police. Holding. Prison's a lot different. No, nah, man, we were just in holding. Prison's a lot different. <laughs> Yeah, and so and so she's yeah yeah so she's taken to holding and she immediately just has all of these flashbacks of all the wonderful times she's had with young JoJo, good, sweet boy JoJo, mm-hmm. and all of, and she's just running full bore down this corridor to try to to get to her boy, like my dear sweet boy, my dear JoJo, where are you? And and what happens when it stops? As soon as she gets to the cell, he shouts out, Hey, shut up! You're being noisy! When he, he speaks in far ruder language than that. And he speaks very crude levels of Japanese. Um, he speaks very, very crude base levels of Japanese. Um, insulting his mother in the process. And she just shrugs it off because he's he's her dear sweet son. And he does not look anything like the Jotaro, the dear sweet boy that she had seen. He is in very much a Yankee outfit with a, a hat that's got like been torn up in the back. Um, it uh, He's got a long uh, coat that he wears over his school uniform with a bunch of piercings and chains in it. Um and uh, she's like, now, come on, it's time to go. And he says, I can't because, uh, like, I, I can't. I'm not going I'm not going anywhere. There's an evil spirit that's possessed me. And uh, the he then proceeds to prove to the police that, yes, there is an evil spirit that's possessing him. There's there's three of the men in the cell with him, and they're terrified. They're convinced he has an evil spirit with him. Uh, we, we see some telekinesis happening around his person, and mm-hmm. he's, he seems to be collecting stuff. That he wasn't supposed to have a pen, mm-hmm. a sketch pad, a uh, boombox. Mm-hmm. He, I think there's a. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's beer he's drinking, um, and like he drinks it in the most ridiculous way, where he, yeah, he pokes he, a hole in the bottom, holds it up, and then pops it so it just starts falling out of that hole and into his mouth. Yeah, in in a, a very you know intimidating thug manner. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I reject your social conventions and do it my way, mm-hmm. kind of manner. 
pretty much. Uh, what does he do that? Oh, and so the mother has no choice but to call in. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. There's something before that. Uh-huh. He prove he wants to prove the power of this evil spirit as well. He grabs the officer's gun, or the spirit goes out and grabs the officer's gun. What wasn't his grandfather already there by during that uh, scene? He may have been. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, yeah. E- either way, so go ahead with the. Uh, okay, so so yeah. What happens is he just uh, he tries to demonstrate why he can't leave, and he says, "I can't leave because of how dangerous I am." Mm-hmm. Watch this, and so he so. And the evil spirit reaches out from behind him, grabs the police officer's gun from his holster, pulls it, and the gun is apparently tethered to the police officer in some way as well. Yeah, it's tied. It's tied to him. And Mm -hmm. and so the the cord snaps, and Jojo, and and then the 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 spirit puts the gun in Jotaro's hand, and Jotaro puts the gun to his head and proceeds to pull back the hammer and then pull the trigger and the spirit catches the bullet before it touches his head. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that freaks everybody out. And uh, whether or not his grandfather was there or not, I guess that doesn't, you know, whatever. Um, No, his his uh, grandfather wasn't there yet because what happens when his grandfather arrives? Well, okay, so we cut to the airport as his grandfather's arriving and Uh the daughter's there and she's... 45 years old and behaves like she's 10. Yep. She's very, very much a daddy's girl. She's very much a daddy's girl. Um. <laughs> so she runs up to him and she grabs him and he spins her around. And it's like, this is kind of unseemly for a 45-year-old woman. How dare you? You are my daddy. <laughs> um. Oh, and then later on, we see him pampering her. Uh, so he's pretty much done that to her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, uh, so but they anyway, end up, they arrive back mm-hmm. in the, in the, uh, the prison and, uh, he, and he's, he's got a companion with him. He has a, uh, a dark skinned, uh, I couldn't, I, uh, what's the character's name? Who Advil. is it? Advil. Muhammad Avdol. Muhammad Avdol. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a companion with him and, uh, they go down to see just how, uh, amazing, uh, to see what the problem is. And the two of them stand apart from each other just on either. Okay. The grandfather and the grandson, both of them, Jojo's, uh, stand facing each other with the bars in between them. And Jotaro tells Joseph you can't get me out of this cage, and then hands him back the pinky of his robotic hand. And uh, Joseph hadn't even noticed it was gone. Mm-hmm. He's like, how powerful is this? Uh, is his stand that can do this? <laughs> and so, and so Joseph turns to uh, his companion. Uh, Abdul. Abdul. And tell and instructs him to remove his son from the prison cell. And then we see his grandson from the prison cell. Yeah, his grandson from the prison cell. And we see, and so a huge fight breaks out in all of the best anime style of just 
ridiculous hyper-powered battle between uh, Jotaro's uh, evil spirit and uh, and his own evil spirit, which looks like a uh, red bird man. Mm-hmm. With fire powers, and the the two police officers can't see a thing. They they don't have the spiritual sight, so they don't see what's going on. They're just aware that people are suddenly floating and moving around, and things are getting smashed, and the temperature in the room is exceeding fifty degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps getting hotter. So, for point of reference, um, thirty seven degrees Celsius is human body temperature. For and, uh, and 160 is cooking temperature, so 100 is boiling water. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's half, so it's halfway to boiling water. So it's really hot in there. Yeah, it's really hot in there. Kind of like how it feels in here right now because I can't have my fan running <laughs> uh, we'll, while we're uh, recording. We'll, we'll get through this for you. <laughs> anyway, but um, the, the fight escalates and it gets to my favorite part of the fight, which was yeah, we both well, wrote this down. We yeah, both well, like, wrote. Jotaro's held by fire. He then kicks a table back, shatters the the toilet, and sprays water everywhere to get the fi- put the fire out. Um, and uh, yeah, and then then, then then he grabs a couple of broken pipes or broken raw. No, he he bends the bars, and then the bars his, just snaps. Though uh, of his prison cell, he turns them into weapons. He has, he's holding these shanks and is about to stab Adval. Mm-hmm. When and, what happens? <laughs> And then Adval, Adval. Adval. drops. Adval uh, com, uh, summons his stand back, has his has his stand return, and then steps back and sits Tur- turns down. Turns his back on. Turns Jojo. his back on Jojo, and Jojo's just like, "Why are you turning your back on me? I'm your enemy right now." And he's like, "As well as you can see, uh, Mister Joestar, as he's talking to uh, Joseph Joestar, I've gotten him out of his cell, or he's out of his cell, whatever he said." Yeah, he, like, he, he thinks he's he's won the fight. I'm done now. Yeah, it's I've the most him beautiful out of cell. moment. And he sits down and just kind of, you know, cross-legged style, sitting on the ground. And then Jojo comes over. He's just like, what would you have done if I had come after you with these? Oh, my uh, magician's red is what he calls his stand. is powerful enough to melt it. It wouldn't have hurt me. Yeah. So, it would have melted those in midair. Yeah, it would have melted those in midair. <laughs> so anyways, they then convinced Jojo to come home. Um... Trying to remember where the episodes break. I'm pretty sure that's most of episode one. Yeah, episode two starts with. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so episode one, actually, we skipped over this part. The episode one actually starts with a preview scene that happens four years earlier, where our mm. uh, where it takes place on a boat, and these yep. treasure hunters have pulled a uh, a chest out of the ocean with the words "Dio" written in in gold on, and it's locked from the inside. Mm-hmm. And these guys like we're losing daylight. If we don't open this now, we won't see what's in it until tomorrow morning. I can't wait that long. So they open the chest. The episode ends with back about that chest, about that boat. There was an empty chest, and nobody was on the boat, and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. But there, but that op- that chest was open, and there seemed to have been, there was a second compartment underneath. As if it was hiding something, is what it said. Is what they said. Um, and as, and so, as I recall, the first episode ended with all of them going out to eat lunch, and um, Joseph starts telling everybody about Dio, 
mm-hmm. and how all of these stands have started manifesting because Dio has escaped from his cage. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, these stands are starting to manifest. So we need to defeat Dio. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, and it reveals like everybody in the Joe Star clan has a purple star birthmark over their shoulder. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, they. Uh... <laughs> and, and so Joe's power is being able to find Dio by karate chop smashing a Polaroid camera that costs 30,000 yen each. 300 bucks and 300 bucks in 87. <laughs> In 87, yes. In 87, 300 dollars. So that's like a thousand these days, at least. Yeah. You know, something and, crazy like that. But yeah, a thousand dollar camera. So he karate chops it and then it produces a Polaroid that is a picture mm-hmm. of Dio. But he his his stand, uh, he calls it uh purple hermit, and it's just these purple vines appear on his hand, and he chops it and breaks it, and then this photo appears. And he's he's he just makes it so he's he's talking about it. Uh, about the family history and how they're all tied to it and making it super dramatic. And Joe just is like, old man, show me the picture. Old man, shut up and show me the picture. Just getting more and more intense every single time. And then uh, he... Uh... Oh, we should probably clarify. Uh, jo- old man Joseph said that his own stand manifested only about a year ago. Jo- jo- Jojo's manifested recently. Advals had his since he was a child. So there are people who are not tied to the Jojo to the Joe Star clan that have stands. It's just the ones who are tied to Jojo, uh, who are tied to Dio in some way, their stands are now manifesting. Yes, it was a sign uh, that Dio was doing it because mm-hmm. the photograph demonstrated that there was the same star was on Dio's neck or upper shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it's been determined that the immortal vampire Dio has actually taken over Jojo uh, Joseph Joestar's grandfather's body, mm-hmm. and so by taking over his body, then that's how he established that his uh, because he's poisoned the family line. He now has this these powers, and yeah, powers are, the stands are now manifesting through the bloodline because yeah, of- he um yeah he ha- he took the body, and uh, we we see this. I think it's in episode two. We see that Joe. Uh, we see uh we see Dio realizing that he's been um that someone's watching him. Yes. And well, he, that, he that, that's how that's how the that's how episode 1 actually ends. Okay. It, the, the, the it might be an after credit scene actually is that uh mm-hmm. that we see that Dio can tell when people are watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh and we see that he's living in a glorious uh manor house of some kind with mm-hmm. uh, a big king-size bed with drapes around the bed. And there's a and... dead woman on the floor that he used as a meal recently type thing with yeah, vampire holes, holes, in, her holes in her neck. Mm-hmm. Leading out, yeah. Um, and he uh, and he reveals that this new that this body of his is both a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because he now has Joseph's extremely powerful body. And if you watch the first series, then you, you see just how strong Joseph Joestar becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so he now has that body, but because it's Joseph's body, he, the body is automatically reaching out to his descendants to try to give them the ability to defeat Dio. Mm. So something like that. So, yeah. So it's not Dio's doing, it's Joseph's doing to try to give them the strength to defeat Dio. Yes. Um, to let them know that Dio's back. Um, but anyways, uh, episode, t- uh, episode two involves going to the school. Mm-hmm. And so... 
Jojo's going to school and his mother's wishing him well and he's being an absolute brat to her. Mm-hmm. Talking in the r- rudest possible ways and she doesn't care at all. She's mm-hmm. just a sweetheart and takes everything she in stride. kisses him on the cheek and she even says chew, which is like the omnitomopia for kissing. Onomopia, yeah. Oh, however that word's pronounced in, in Japanese. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, she's just being an absolute sweetheart and uh, he goes off and... Uh, and so he starts walking to school and mm-hmm. is suddenly followed by about 10 schoolgirls, all of whom are in absolute love with him and all of whom mm-hmm. hate each other in a competition to try mm-hmm. to get to win him over. Mm-hmm. And two of them, who are more outspoken, start fighting amongst each other, calling each other ugly or flat, back and mm-hmm. forth, back and forth. And eventually they get so annoying that he turns around and shouts at them, shut up, you're annoying. And they both swoon. And says, oh, he was talking to me. No, he was talking to me. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's uh... and, and while that all happens, somebody is in the shadows drawing him. And we find out that that's uh, Noriaki. And so this is where mm-hmm. we're introduced to Noriaki's character. And Jojo's about to uh, descend the stairs when Noriaki, it turns out he's been drawing a painting of him, of Jojo, and then with a red paint slashes at the knee of the painting. And so suddenly Jojo has a cut just under his knee, mm-hmm. right as he's about to take a step and he starts tumbling down the stairs in the most dramatic fashion I've ever seen anyone take a tumble down the stairs. Oh, that's not even scratching the surface of how dramatic things get in Jojo's bizarre adventure. Okay. But he's, uh, he's, he's thinking fast as he's falling down. These was gotta be five flights of stairs. That's of how far he's going. And eventually he gets his, uh, his stand to reach out and grab a tree branch and save him and mm-hmm. let him, let him, uh, land safely. And the girls are all there, uh, uh rushing down. Are you okay? Are you okay? Daijobu, Daijobu. Over mm-hmm. and over and over again mm-hmm. until, and all the girls say something until the girl at the very end says, if you want, you can hold my hand every time you go down the stairs. And every other girl glares at her like, how dare you? <laughs> Brave. She, t- she said it first. <laughs> huh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Noriaki hands uh, Jotaro, Jojo, a, uh, a handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Um, but in what seems to be an act of kindness, but the two of them, you know, are very suspicious of each other. Mm-hmm. Sh- sharing these deep, meaningful glances in the standard, you know, zoom and pan on a still. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. style. Uh, and so he accepts it graciously and pockets it doesn't use it and then he goes to see the uh, the school nurse who has a couple of delinquents pretending to have fevers so that they can go home sitting on the on their bed uh, and she's there to take care of Jojo and she's wondering who he's killed to injure his knee like I've known you to beat people to death uh, to beat people half to death and people are still in the hospital because of fights that you've gone into and you've never had a scratch on you what did you do to the person who did this Oh, this was just an accident. Oh, you didn't kill anybody. Great. Let's go ahead and get this mm-hmm. treated. <laughs> it's actually, uh, 
Yeah. This, this seemed to be a running gag in the first little bit. Like, everybody is expecting him to kill someone. Yeah, everyone, like, either expecting him to kill someone or they just know that... Uh, they know his personality and he's just... He fights. He fights yeah. a ton. But uh, anyway... Um, so, something happens to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he she's about to cut his genes to get better access to the scar underneath to stitch him up and take care of him. Uh, when he refuses to let her cut his pants and says, I'll just change out of my pants. And while his back is turned, she goes to take care of the other boys. And then she st- immediately starts acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Her eyes are going all wonky and she's flicking a, a fountain pen around, spraying the ink everywhere. Um, saying, come here, boys. We're going to make sure you have a fever. We're going to take your temperature with this thermometer. Like, teacher, that's that's not a thermometer. That's that's a pen. A pen? You think this thermometer looks like a pen? Here, let me give you a closer look. And stabs one of them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Stabs one of them in the eye. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's brutal. It's kind of brutal. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's in... Sh- huh? Pretty graphic. Yeah, it's pretty graphic. Um, it's, uh, like, it's in shadow. You don't really see, but you yeah, see, like, I, outline, and, see, and there's also the sound effects and stuff like that, so it's not for the more squeamish. Right, well, at least in the broadcast we saw, I wonder if there's a more graphic version available on, uh, like, the DVD, like, a selling point is to have more graphic versions. Like, Maybe. like every once in a while, a broadcast version will have, like, either a white or a black, uh, streak in the scene that seems to censor unnecessary. Now, sometimes the censoring is there just for the rating or just because it adds mm-hmm. dramatic effect. And sometimes it's there to get you to buy the DVD so you can see what's being censored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I don't, so I don't know if, mm-hmm. but the broadcast we watched, I mm-hmm. watched it on Verve. You watched on Crunchyroll, I presume. Mm-hmm. Um, the broadcast that they, that they stream had, uh, had the gore around the eye censored out in black. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, the two students that were in there now run away, and uh, she then turns her attention to Jojo, and she's trying to take his. He's like, "What about you, Jojo? Do you think that this is this thermometer is a pen as well? Here, let me try to take your temperature with it." And she starts trying to stab him, and he grabs her. We've already established how strong Jojo is, okay? Yes. And she's able to push forward, and he realizes this isn't her. There's something weird going on here because she's not this strong. Um, and she ends up stabbing his cheek uh, with, yeah. the, with the pen. Yep, she starts gouging it into his cheek. And that's mm-hmm. when we see Noriaki sitting on the windowsill with a marionette yep. under his control. And reveals that he also has a stand and he's using it to control her to kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the fight ensues between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should notice, uh, we should say uh, that um, before she uh, starts attacking yeah, as, the two as, students. As, yeah, as he's, as, he's ta- as JoJo's taking off his pants. He finds that uh, as he's taking off the pants, he sees this weird tentacle thing going up her leg. And yes, that's when does. things start going weird. He does. But he also, um, as oh, that's right. Pants, he pulls out well. the handkerchief yeah, yeah. that he never opened up. He opens it up So again, go ahead and say what's and in the handkerchief. The handkerchief reads, it, 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 there's writing inside of it, and it reads... Uh, no, uh, Noriaki introduces himself and tells him he's going to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, what's going And so he, now he sees all these weird things are going on around him. And that's when the fight starts between mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. him and Noriaki. And well, so he sees her. So the te- the the nurse is coming at him with a fountain pen and is trying to kill him. And her mouth is wide open, and he sees a pair of eyes from inside her mouth. And so Jotaro sweeps her up into a passionate kiss and has his um. He he notices stand. that there's something in her mouth. Well, it's a pair is a pair of glowing dots that yeah mm-hmm. that look like eyes but it's just yeah. two glowing dots and I, i'm sorry if i just repeated something you just said the the connection for me was going crazy it was doing that super slow super fast thing just yeah, now but, but he, so i so didn't he, catch everything you said so he kisses her mm-hmm. and then while kissing her he pulls out uh, he, he sends his stand to go into her and pull out this the uh this stand that was possessing her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh um Em- the uh, Emerald Hierophant. Yeah, Emerald as Hierophant. As we're uh, um, discover. Did he name his? Uh, did his has his stand get named yet, or is that in episode three? It's in episode three that his stand gets named. Okay, okay, that's right. That's right before they start out on their journey. Um, but anyways, um, they. Uh, uh, yeah, and so he and uh, he pulls out his stand, and they get into a fight, and he grabs. Um, Hierophant Green, and uh, starts choking him. And you can see, like, w- what happens to a use a stand also happens to the user. And you see hand marks on Noriaki's neck mm-hmm. begins to tighten. But Noriaki's not worried at all. Um, and uh, because he uh, he unleashes Emerald Splash, which is this attack that sends out gems. Yes. Uh and it just bursts into uh into uh Jojo Stan's chest and knocks him down and Jojo goes flying across the room as well and coughs up blood. Right. Um but anyway, he um Anyways, uh I we we're, 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 we're kind of butchering it, I'm going to be honest, uh because it's an, actually it's a really intense fun fight to watch, at least it was for me, mm-hmm. even though it has that flaw of having some, and this is throughout all of JoJo's so far. There's always somebody who explains what's going on because they think the audience is too dumb to understand, and that's just kind of a pullover from the from the comic, from back uh, back in the days of the comic. Um, they had characters who would describe what was going on off scenes, so mm-hmm. the two characters who were fighting could just focus what uh, focus on the fight. Yes. Um, As opposed to announcing what they're about to do or discussing the fight that they're about to engage in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's not uncommon. I mean, they did that in uh, Fist of the North Star, where people would uh, explain how you know body parts were about to explode. Or um, oh yeah, oh yeah, or, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like like I said, it's just kind of it's it's a pattern that things kind of fall into. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, so the fight yeah, continues. Just, sorry, just lost my train of thought. Yeah, fight continues. Uh, but when he pulls the uh, the stand out of her, turns out that the stand did not like being pulled out and in, and mortally wounded, may, may have killed the uh, the nurse. We don't. We're, it's assumed that they that it killed her as it was pulled out. Uh there's an ex- there's an explosion of blood. There is. She's lying in a pool of blood, mm-hmm. and uh, emergency services eventually get there, but we don't. It's assumed that she's probably killed. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we're going to proceed. Oh no, 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 no! Like, like JoJo says she's breathing. As long as someone gets here, she'll be fine. Does he say like, that? He says that, that. He says that after the fight. 
So, okay. uh, yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, they they have their battle, and uh, they have their battle, and um, and well, Joe. Yeah, after the Emerald attack, Jojo's assumed to have been mortally wounded because we see a whole lot of injury on Jojo's stand, and injuries carry over. Like mm -hmm. when Jojo is when Jojo's uh, stand is holding uh, Noriaki's by the head and like crushing it in, he can see his thumbprints appearing inside um, Noriaki's forehead. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. damage is being carried forth back yeah, and forth. Yeah. And so, so, but Jojo then gets up. Noriaki's like, you uh, don't bother getting up. I'm just, you know, uh, you're almost you're dead anyways. Dead. So yeah. let me go ahead and just finish you off. And so he starts doing Emerald Blast again. Uh, but this time, Jojo's stand blocks it. And yep, he's like, you caught absolutely. me by surprise last time, but I'm far more powerful than you think. Now, though, what's and interesting is there was a color shift at this point. Because mm -hmm. before, Noriaki's stand was green. And Jojo's stand was purple. But now, Jojo's stand is gold, and Noriaki's stand is purple. So he's, uh, sending, out a, he's sending out this blast, but... It's now purple gems instead of green gems that are sorry hitting him. Could could you say that again for me just because we had another hiccup in our connection? That's fine. So the stand colors changed in the second uh -huh. half. Of yeah, the fight. yeah. That 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 just they, they do that in this show just to kind of add intensity to the situation. Yeah. So um it's not just a pause and a glance, it's a pause and glance, color palette swap. <laughs> you know? Um this these shows are just a love affair with incredible colors <laughs> okay uh yeah. so that happens all the time yeah um, well I, and i went on to describe what colors had changed and how yeah. mm -hmm. and so, I, I heard that and so with the, there was mm -hmm. so and that's the form of jojo's uh stand that blocks the emeralds without a problem mm -hmm. and it that, that's just a palette swap that wasn't really uh like I said, is they, they they do pot swaps to add to the intensity of scenes. Sure. It's not like his his stand is changing form. Um, not but, really, but it's just interesting that in both those instances, purple was the losing color. Green was beating purple, and then gold was beating purple. And so I'm just wondering if there may have been some symbology in that. There in might be. Way. There might be, especially since Dio is gold. Um, there might be. Uh, I haven't really thought about that. That's something that might be interesting to look into. But but anyways, um, he then one-shots. Uh, <laughs> he then one-shots Noriaki. Yes, he does. And uh, just knocks him out cold. He hits him so hard that it causes a sonic boom to go off in this nurse's office, shattering all the windows of the local classrooms and creating a split in the in the building above him. And he's just like, huh, well, I guess I'm going home and I'm taking you with me so I can learn more about more about Dio. Because he had no desire to be to participate in this. He's like, this is your fight. I've got nothing to do with this. But Dio is now sending assassins after him. So yep. he's he now realizes that he has no choice in the matter anymore. Um, so he takes him home and that's the end of episode two. Yep, that's so the end he, of episode he, two. He hears emergency services coming. Um, and that's when he probably makes a comment about, you know, she's mm -hmm. still breathing, so there's hope for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he's got, uh, Nor so Jojo's got Noriaki fireman style over his shoulder and uh, hops out the first story. They're on a first story window. So mm -hmm. it's very, it's actually very much not like any other anime, 
where he I've never seen many animes exit on the first story window. They're always exiting out of the third or fourth story and leaving just fine. Mm-hmm. So to see him exit the first story window is like, well, that's a little anticlimactic. But whatever. And then he leaves and takes him home. Um, and the very ending scene, uh, Joseph Joestar, the grandfather, reveals why Noriaki uh, tell, tells Jojo Noriaki is going to die and it's not mm-hmm. your fault. He's had a run in with Dio. The reason he's trying to kill you is this pulls back his bangs and right at the center of his forehead, right above, right at the hairline is some spider Metroid ish slug thing burrowed into his brain. Yeah. And, and mind controlling him. Yeah. And that's how, episode, and that's how episode two ends. Mm-hmm. Episode three starts at the exact same point. Yep. Uh, this show tends to have a lot of, um, uh, each episode will start with like the last bit of the last episode, uh, yeah. just to kind of get you caught up with it. Also, it saves them a lot of money doing it that way. Sure. Um, but anyways, they, um, so it was like, that was something, that was something about the, the second most... episode's opening credits is that the opening credits of the second episode finished at the six minute, 52nd mark. Huh? So there was a lot of recap in the first part of the uh, second episode. And then they played that opening credit sequence, which is just kind of threw me off a bit because it's all CG versions of them. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the opening credits are always CG versions of the characters. But I want to say, um, and if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and watch Mother's Basement's video on the OP breakdowns for the JoJo videos. Okay. Um, and I think he has one where he actually ranks his most favorite ones. Um <laughs> Each opening video, if you know the story of JoJo, tells the entire story of the arc within that uh, that, OP? within that opening. Like, in season one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where Dio first becomes the vampire and Jonathan battles him, um, there's this amazing scene where the building that Dio is in is burning to the ground. And Dio leaves, escapes the fire, by mm-hmm. slamming his feet into the wall and walking up the wall step by step. Mm. And that's in the opening credits. Okay. Same thing with uh, the second series or the, the second arc. Um, and then this one as well, um, which probably is my favorite opening so far. Um, just it, it breaks down the story of what's going on and, the, uh, and their journey towards Egypt. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the openings, the openings are... A wild ride. They really let you know what you're in store for for uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, the the so episode three starts with um, Noriaki lying on the ground in JoJo's house, surrounded by uh, JoJo, Joseph Joestar. Um, and their companion, uh, Avdol. Avdol. Mm-hmm. Um, discussing the, what's going on with that, uh, that creature and how this boy is going to die. Mm-hmm. And, um, Jojo decides, 
my stand is so powerful, it stopped a bullet from hitting me. It is so powerful and so precise. I'm going to save this man's life. Yeah. And, and then just grab, then without anyone's permission, just grabs it and starts pulling. Oh, the guy's dead anyway type thing, you know? Yeah. Like they say, if you pull it out, he's dead, but he's going to die in a couple of days anyways. Um, And so he's just like, whatever. And he just goes for it. <laughs> So, so he starts pulling on it, and one of the tentacles attacks back and shoves itself into his left hand, mm -hmm. and it starts climbing up towards his brain. The whole time, they don't even—he doesn't even flinch. He just lets his stand do the work of pulling this thing out. And just as it's about to get to his own head, success. Yep, pulls it out, and then pulls it out. Pulls it out. His stand rips it out of himself, throws rips, it, and then rips it in half. Rips it tosses, in half. Yeah. And then Joseph karate chops it and there's a little spark when he hits it. And this is something that I that I pointed out. You're not you're not aware of what this is since you haven't watched the first two arcs. Mm -hmm. But in order to defeat Dio, because he's a vampire and vampires have power over ice and cold in, in this universe, uh -huh. there is a martial arts from China known as uh Hamon. Mm -hmm. Hamon. Um and he uh and a big part of the first arc is Jonathan learning how to use Hamon. And it's kind of like doing breathing techniques. And it's pretty much instilling your body with the power of the sun. So you can you, you can use martial arts to defeat vampires with it. Um, he, uh, one of the big points in uh, the second arc where Joseph is the main character, he never studied that martial art technique. Mm -hmm. but he knows how to use it just naturally because it passed down from his grandfather, Joseph, uh, Jonathan Joestar. And so him hitting that thing and that spark is actually him using Hamon to destroy it. Okay. So, yeah. Neat. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that was cool. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and point that out, kind of for your benefit and for the benefit of the people who haven't watched it yet. But right. anyways, um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So he okay, saves so, Noriaki's life. He saves Noriaki's life, and Noriaki's like, why Why did you save my life? And JoJo's walking away going, who knows? Mm -hmm. Being all mysterious and stuff. And mm -hmm. around the corner that nobody saw was uh, Holly, JoJo's mom, with a back, pack of with a first aid kit, thinking to herself, oh, you're trying to be so mysterious, but I know you. You're, you're my kind-hearted boy. Mm-hmm. And so she then patches up Noriaki, and he's set to recover. Um, meanwhile, they start looking, delving more deeply into trying to figure out where Dio is and how to stop him. And mm. um, it's at that point that uh, Jojo's stand has yet another ridiculous superpower. He can see better than anything. And so in one of the photographs that is pitch black, he is able to see something. And he has precise control of his uh, uh, precision control. And so giving him a pencil and a piece of paper, he's able to perfectly sketch a very particular kind of fly that he sees. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, that would be a fly. That's not just any kind of fly, says their companion. And he goes to start researching what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the next day. JoJo's going to go back to school. 
and he's leaving and notices his mother's not there to give him a goodbye kiss. And so he's a little worried because even though he's he's comfortable with being annoyed at her giving him a goodbye kiss, mm-hmm. her absence bothers him. And so something's up. So he's he's going to investigate. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, Noriaki tries to just talk about uh, Dio to. uh Uh, to Avdal, and mm-hmm. Avdal relates a story about when he was, was it where he was in Egypt or some Middle Eastern country that he ran into Dio for the first time, and Dio was just so scary, so powerful mm-hmm. that he had no idea what to do. So, so, but he because he had happened to hear the story of Dio once before, he knew enough to run. Yeah, yeah, and did he was. He w- he felt this eminently evil aura from Dio, coming from Dio. But Dio was so beautiful and so graceful that he found himself hypnotized by him. And the only way, way that he saved his, that he was able to save himself was remembering that this is Dio and he needed to run. And that's what he did. He ran. And just because he happened to know all the nooks and crannies of the labyrinthian streets of the city he was in, he was able to escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you look at that? What? Oh, um... Oh, I'm just... Every time I have to mention Avdol's name, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page to get his name's pronunciation. Uh-huh. And I just recognized a name on this page. What name? The English voice actor for Jotaro. It's Matthew Mercer. Huh. I had no idea. I mean, I never really watch anime in English because I'm a terrible, terrible weeb. Um, <laughs> but no, Matthew Mercer is an incredibly good voice actor. So uh, maybe I'll go ahead and, well, I don't I don't know if Crunchyroll has it in English. Maybe not. But anyways, I'll, I'll just keep watching it in Japanese because it works just fine for me. But I would like to hear what Matthew Mercer, because <sighs> yare yare daze is... Uh, is Jojo's um catchphrase, yeah. well, which is wicked. just a, <laughs> yeah, which, which translates into pretty much good grief or for crying out loud. <laughs> um so I kind of want to hear what uh what, what Matthew, Matthew Mercer, Mercer has does? to say, or what okay. Matthew Mercer does for that line. But anyway, okay. anyway, so yeah, no, cool. well the, the reference the reference to the cast is uh based on an e- an English dub that Crunchyroll was going to receive based on an article written in 2014. So it's possible Crunchyroll no longer has the English dub. It may have gone off to Funimation because they had that whole, mm-hmm. you know, one does dubs, the other does subs. And yeah. while they were married, it was okay. And then after the yeah. divorce, there was a split of who got what. You make it sound so ugly with the word divorce. Well, I'm a little bitter because I never got to finish... Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, psychopaths because of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> such as anyway. Life. Um, so yeah, Joe Toto feels that it's that it's weird that his mom's not there, and so uh, it's a bit of a slow, you know, emotional scene as we try to figure out okay, what happened to the mother? Why is it so mm-hmm. quiet around the house this morning? And that's when. Joseph comes across her body by the fridge. No, it's not Joseph. Oh, no, it's not it Joseph. Was, it's Admiral. It, That's right. It's Admiral. Avdol. Mm-hmm. Ab- yeah. 
A-V-D-O-L. Avdol. 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 That's when Muhammad comes across her. Uh... That, that's his name, Muhammad Avdol. That's what it I says know, here. but they never say him Muhammad. They always say Advol in the uh, Avdol in the uh, in the anime. So let's yes. just keep calling him Avdol. <laughs> yes. Unless we want to start coming up with our own, na- our own names for characters, which I don't want to do. But anyways, uh, Hunter. Did I tell you that Doug told me when I told that joke to Doug, he was just like, Rick Hunter is brunette. And I'm like, not according to this official artwork, he's not. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm looking at the cover for it right now, and he's most definitely got black hair. That is not brunette. Anyways, huh, anyways, it's uh, let's let's keep let's keep moving so I can go ahead and turn my fan back on. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they find her unconscious, and it turns out, um, because she has the bloodline, her stand is waking up. But she, as a person, is not physically strong enough to withstand having a stand. Mm-hmm. And like we read in the uh, in the synopsis earlier in this episode, to save Jotaro's mother, Holly, whose stand is awakened and threatens to consume her in 50 days. Mm-hmm. That is the established uh, mm-hmm. consequence of what's going on. And so she's now bedridden and being taken mm-hmm. care of. Um, and so... They take care of her, and at, during this time, they decide to give Dia. They decide to give JoJo's stand a name, mm-hmm. and that's when anybody who's been following along and realized that stands. The, so far, the stands are named um, Hermit Purple, Magician's Red, and Hierophant Green. Anybody who pays attention, those are tarot cards: the Hermit, mm-hmm. the Magician, and the Hierophant, and so. They have Jojo draw a tarot card. Mm-hmm. And that reveals that his uh, his stand is now Star Platinum. Mm-hmm. Well, b- before they set out, though, Holly does wake back up. Yes. Um, she wakes back up. She um, and, uh, Joseph and Joseph is yeah. very, very much pampering her. You know, he brushes her teeth for her. He spoon her feeds her. He, 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 hand, he hand cuts an apple and then toothpick feeds it to her. Toothpick feeds it to her. He brushes he sponge, her hair. Sponge but, baths. Gives her a sponge bath. All that stuff. She, uh, yeah, he. So her being overly attached to daddy when she first sees him for the first time in 20 years. All makes sense. It makes perfect sense. That's yes. just, that's the kind of father he was to her and is to her. Um. But anyways, uh, there's a little thing that I wanted to go ahead and bring up before we wrap up. Um, well, as, as they're leaving, as they're leaving, a, a team of doctors is sent mm-hmm. in to keep an eye on Holly while the well, heroes are off on their adventure. Before then, there was something that we skipped over I wanted to talk about. All right. But, uh, yeah. But I was just mentioning that the, mm-hmm. doc, the team of doctors are called Speedwagon. Yeah. The Speedwagon Foundation. Which is another thing you're not too familiar with, because one of the original main characters is named Speedwagon in the first series. And he ends up... I'm just saying, you know, Dio as Uh in the rock star, and then Arya Speedwagon. Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons that this didn't come over to America for a very long time. Because it it had so many different names that they'd have to license in order to... Yeah. ...permission to tell these jokes. Uh Uh-huh. And even down the... Like, a lot of characters, like, a lot of characters and stands and stuff that you that you come across throughout this entire s- series named after famous bands or songs <laughs> so uh 
Yeah. So I'm looking at the character list and I'm seeing somebody by the name of Vanilla Ice is coming in soon. Mm hmm. Steely Dan. Uh huh. Yeah. Boingo and Boingo. Yeah. Uh huh. Shaka and Khan. This is JoJo's for you. This this is JoJo. (laughs) Anyway, uh, when there's just this cute little scene and it's when Holly is sick. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, no, no, no. This is this is before. Uh, this is before uh, she claps and stuff like Holly's this. Is this about Holly's name? Yeah, this is about Holly's name. Um, she tells her dad to stop calling her Holly and to start calling her Seiko. And he's like, wait, what? Because it derives why? from the same root name, yeah, doesn't so it? Why? Well, it's like, well, Holly is named after this. It sounds like, it sounds like, it sounds like it's holy. And so they called me sacred, which is Seinaru. Seiko is sacred child. And so all of her Japanese friends call her Seiko. You know? Oh, wow. Uh huh. So, uh, and like she said, from now on, you're going to call me by my Japanese name, Seiko, or I will not respond to you. And he's just like, and Joseph will just not have any of it. But then it's the next morning when he's calling for Holly. He's like, wait, Holly, Holly, these aren't my pants. These are Joe Toto's pants. Holly, oh, wait. She won't answer unless I call her Seiko, huh? And he just refuses to call her Seiko and still goes She's off. She's my daughter. Her. I named her this. She has a perfectly fine name. Holly, where are you? Exactly. Okay. But anyways, uh, they then go off and they go off. Well, they uh, they find out that the, that the fly is that they found in that photo of Dio is from Egypt. And so they go off on their journey to Egypt. And it ends with them on an airplane. And Dio smiling because he knows where they are. Yes. Um, and then we have the first time for the closing credits, uh, the closing song. Uh-huh. And I just got so much glee out of this uh, because it's such a ridiculous song from the from the, the late Bengals. 80s, early 90s. Uh, the, the, the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Walk like an Egyptian for the bang from the Bengals. And like it, it's just so silly that they picked that song. I guess silly, but it's also, it makes sense because they are, it's about their, the, the first arc is their journey to Egypt. Yeah. So, well, the first arc of Stardust Crusaders is about their journey to Egypt. So, anyways, um, you said earlier that you did not really give it a chance. Do you think you'll be willing to give it more of a chance after you've watched think, the first three episodes? I think so. It really hooked me right there yeah. in the last little bit. And the opening credits does give you quite a bit of... Uh, um, pumping you up. <laughs> yeah, it pumped you up quite a bit. I would recommend so, yeah. doing. It, I would recommend doing it from the start, then getting the entire story. That way, you can better appreciate what's going on. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I it, I will say that it is also an acquired taste. It took me several several episodes to get into the first one, but now uh-huh. I just I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's such <laughs> a wild ride and it is so unique i mean we said earlier that it's like the personification of everything people make fun of anime for yes but at the same time it's unlike any anime i've ever seen it's, you know? it's kind of it's kind of like the expendables it's a celebration of all the things that are what its genre is making fun of mm-hmm. yeah in, in that regard i mean the expendables the series expendables was a um is these these action movies that base that star all of the '80s action superheroes in an '80s action superhero movie for no other? It's no other reason than to just get everybody who's in uh, in these kind of movies together. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's and great so, though. It's great. Yeah. It's it's the reason to put, you know, Schwarzenegger and Stallone and everybody in the same movie all at once. Someone on Twitter just asked, what is your favorite version of the King Arthur story? And he only gave the four options, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Camelot, twenty uh the set sixty seven reporting uh or version, King Arthur from two thousand and four or Sword in the Stone. And I'm just like Excalibur, nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Whoa, like well, and, then, and then he's like, if not listed here, comment with your favorite. And I just literally typed in Excalibur. I mean Yeah, there's there's a uh, an Adam <laughs> Sav- there's an Adam Savage one day build or something. One one of his special uh web series where he actually builds the Excalibur mm-hmm. armor for himself and goes to the guy who built them for the original movie for advice. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, I very, very much enjoyed that. Uh, anyways, so that's it for uh, Stardust Crusaders. Like I said, it's a wild ride. It's also an acquired taste. Um, it may not be for everybody, but everyone who I know who loves it adores. Or well, I guess I already said they love it, but everyone who I know who enjoys it adores this series. I was just talking to the coworker about it. Kind of a love hate relationship. Huh? Either you love it. Yeah, or you, have you're the, uh, you either love it or you hate it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, I adore it. I'm probably actually going to sit down because I'm actually only about ten, eight episodes away from actually finishing Stardust Crusaders and then moving on to the next series, which I haven't started yet, which is Diamond yeah. is Unbreakable. And a lot of people say that Diamond is Unbreakable is the best JoJo series. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm probably going to go ahead and wrap this up since, you know, I've got a couple of days off from work and I'll watch some more anime and stuff like that. But anyways, that's it for our first episode for Americans in Anime Month. What's up next? Well, we're going to follow the adventures of an American in anime by the name of Roy Falker in Super Dimension Fortress Macross. Later adapted into Robotech, Super Dimension Fortress Macross is a Japanese science fiction anime series created by Shoji Kawamori. The show takes place 10 years after an alien spaceship the size of a city crashed onto a South Atlia island. The spaceship was found and reconstructed by humans who turned it into the SDF-1 Macross. Yeah. Um, so, old school. People- a lot of a lot of people know this as a Robotech in America. Yes. At first, I actually own Robotech the entire the entire series of it. Um, Robotech took three different shows. Um, I can't remember the name of the other two, but three different shows, and then made it into three different uh, seasons of TV. Mm. Um, season two was awful. Season three was great. Uh, season one was is I think is probably my favorite out of them all. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to watching the original version, which is Ma- Macross. As we've been saying. And also, that synopsis now, was from Amazon Prime Video. Okay. So Now, that's something that happened a lot in the 80s, was uh, an attempt to get a toy grab or try to sell merchandise. Uh, U.S. publishers would go to Japanese shows, and rather than just try to translate this one show over, they'd combine them and, you know, get a twofer or a threefer. And that's how, oh, yeah, trans- like, that's how Transformers came about, because the Autobots and the Decepticons were two different well, shows. And that's... Um, also, there were two different shows between, um, that ended up becoming Voltron, because the villains in Voltron... That's the first I heard that about Transformers. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, the the, tra- the, look the into that. transforming planes and transforming cars were two different shows. And that's why the transition, that's why a lot of the show was the hero, the things the heroes do, things the villains do, and the transition going back and forth between one side or the other being that uh, reused Autobot to Decepticon uh, flip. And then when they would fight in the early series, they would just shoot at each other. And eventually it got popular enough that they could afford to make original huh. content well, here in America. But but their, America... fights, their fight scenes were, all right, here's the bad guys charging, firing. Cut to, here's the good guys charging, firing. But they weren't actually in the same shots together much. Mm. I'll have to look into that. That that That's interesting. Uh I will say that it's not like, yeah, they did that a lot in the 80s, but they also, America did that uh, all the time with movies from uh, from uh, like foreign films. Like the original yeah. Godzilla, they chopped it to bits and spliced in an American actor because they didn't think anybody would relate to the Japanese actors uh, mm. in the movie. Um, also, do you remember uh, what America did to uh, Naushka of the Valley of the Wind? Oh, the yes. Of the Wind? Yes, so, I do. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh oh they also did it to Power Rangers where they just took a Sentai uh show from Japan and then filmed five kids in various yeah. situations and then intercut the two yeah. and had voiceover work done. Yep. So they just had half the show already built. Yeah. Yeah, and they just keep doing that. Um so I think they also did that with like Beetleborgs and a bunch of shows from the nineties. Uh probably. anyways. Probably. Anyway, um yeah, so, uh, so we're watching the original, the original Macross. We're watching the original. We're going to be purists here. Anyway, okay. uh, so that's it for three episodes in. Next, it's recommendation, recommend, blah, recommendation of the week, and it's my turn to pick. All right, what'd you pick for us this week? And I discovered a manga recently called "The Hero Who Returned Remains the Strongest in the Modern World." The first chapter has this hero defeating the Demon King and being declared this hero across the world. And uh, everyone loves and adores him. And the princess is about to declare her love for him. But she says, well, there's one thing, like, you're you're the hero. Like, we can grant you anything you want. What do you want? He's just like, I'd like to eat my mom's curry again. I want to go home. Wait, what? Yeah, I want to go home. Um, Okay. And so they send him back to modern day Japan. And he goes back to modern day Japan and... Uh, He's in the exact spot where he left. And it's been years for him. Years for him. But he returns 15 minutes after he left. And uh, the guys... How very Narnia of them. Yeah. The guys who uh, were... He he was very... He picked on and bullied at school. And he... uh, (laughs) He... uh, Ah! Picked on him and at school. He's running from these guys. These guys chase him down. He's in this, he's hiding in the bathroom from them. They're start kicking on the stall. And then suddenly he's gone. He's then back in that same spot 15 minutes later. Um, but he, uh, he then leaves and he goes out and he puts on his school uniform again because he had kept it like in his pocket, personal pocket dimension the entire time. So he's not going around wearing like, you know, a sword and armor and stuff like that. And he comes across the same bullies and those bullies are starting to threaten him and they're coming after him. And he's just, he has all these memories of uh, all the battles that he's been in. Was he ever afraid of these weaklings? And so they come at him and instead of him throwing any punches or anything like that, he goes down on the ground and he lets them 
pick beat on him and he's saying these lines like please don't please don't hurt me please stop you know but without them knowing he's pulled out his phone and he's recording them beating on him he then turns it into the principal and get these and almost gets them expelled and the only reason they're not expelled is because he told them not to type thing and he they then try to kill him later on but like their attacks don't do anything against him because of how powerful he is he's retained all of his abilities from when he was a hero in the other world all of his magical spells all of his combat skills everything but he's now just in the normal world um and the uh (laughs) he starts meeting other people who have magical powers in their world and they're powerful in our world but that's like saying that you know um that uh Kind of like when Mob Psycho was meeting all these psychics, who, or, yeah. or even, yeah. or even in that uh, first I, I was, few episodes of uh, of um, the the the, wi- the wise man's grandson, where they're proud of the magic they're casting, and he's like, "What is this rehearsal recital? Yeah, Why are they doing this? this?" Exactly, like they're they're good, for, but he is in a completely different league type thing, yeah. and he meets all these other people, and he meets these cute girls, and this girl he's got a super crush on. Uh, she starts talking about demons and all these other things, these evil spirits and whatnot. And so he thinks that she's a Chunimbyo. And then this other girl shows up and he, she's a Chunimbyo. And she's like, what is going on? And he, there's not very many chapters yet, but like they can sense some incredible power from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't sense them at all because of how little power they have compared to him. Oh, wow. So, but it's awesome. It's it, not very many chapters yet, but it's an absolute delight. I highly recommend it. Um, you can go ahead and find it translated online uh, in your language. And uh, yeah, definitely. The hero who returned remains the strongest in the modern world. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. And that brings us to creator shout out, which is my turn this week. And I'm shouting out to Shen, creator of Altered Comics. Um, I thought it would be fitting to uh, give him a shout-out, given that uh, recent JoJo reference he made in one of his comics about, uh, I don't get sick. Not only do I not get sick, I have an area, my immune system does area of effects damage. And somebody who's sick stands up next to him, and uh, what appears to be a stand comes out of him, punches, (laughs) punches some sick guy that's next to him, when instead of it being stars or blood or anything that's damaged, it's green plus signs. The universal symbol of you've just gained health in video games. Like, <laughs> I'm all better. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's great. <laughs> uh, but Alter comics are fantastic, and seriously, yeah. check them out. They're they're everywhere. He's got a Facebook and YouTube you channel, yet, Instagram, I think. A favor. He's also, he's on, uh, he publishes yeah. to, uh, what what's the... Okay, so sometimes I'm reading uh, Webtoon. I have this Webtoon app that sometimes has manga on it, and he publishes up to that as well. So, but no, check him out. He's everywhere. He's fantastic. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't checked him out already, then are you really on the internet? I I don't know. I don't know. Because literally he's everywhere. Go find him. Support him. Show him your love. Yeah, and that yeah, that was most definitely a JoJo reference. That one, yeah, my <laughs> my immune system does area of effect damage, and he he actually looks like um he looks like uh Emerald Hierophant or yeah. Hierophant Green. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, I'll have to double check again. Anyway, um, 
Yeah. All right. So, so. <laughs> I guess that's it for another episode. That uh, wraps it up. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. If you listened on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. And go ahead and remember to ring the notification bell so you can be notified notified of future videos. If you like what we do and want to support us, please share our channel with your friends. Where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet... Please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. All right. Well, that's been it for another episode. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.